98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo starts now. now. Straight up Silicon on this Tuesday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on 98.7 FM, Arizona sports station. We are live from the Yachin Community Studios. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo. Burnsy, what's going on? You heard our, our new yeah. promo. I have not heard it. I have not heard the promo. You told me about it, that Mitch put it together. Mitch did a fantastic job. I did it. I did not hear it. You'll have to play it, Mitch. He's he's searching for it as we speak. It's, he's able to find it quickly. He, he made it. Burns and Gambo. All right, all right, Gambino, Gambono. I am living rent-free in Keyshawn's head. I'm in his freaking head. Yeah, you're his He cannot do a show without me being in his I'm in his head because I'm pulling for the Cardinals well, and the Red Sea. All right, all right, Gambino, Gambono. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Uh, that's good. That's good. It's good. It's good. We, we, we enjoy it. You hear that, Keyshawn? So many things to enjoy. In your head. Watching Marquise Morris get his ass handed to him. <laughs> I also enjoyed that, but for a different Let's reason you than you do. Oh, you're hey, a Nuggets fan, right? I mean, so you don't mess with Serbians. You've apparently not. Yeah. Like, listen, somebody pushes you, get up and go knock and punch him in the face. Like that guy shoved you twenty feet, and you get up. I always say basketball, you know, fake tough guys. A lot of them. Markeith Morris is and the, and Did- and Marcus. Are the two is fake tough guys that I've ever seen in my entire life. Did you see that picture of the Heat players standing? Oh, Jimmy! I saw Jimmy Butler. Okay, look at this. Uh, uh, and oh, and all the players, all the players yeah. standing outside in the hallway, like waiting for Jokic to come out. Yes, I mean, look, there's Bam Adebayo, yeah. and there's Jimmy, but they're all like just standing in the hallway, like, "Come on, yeah. dude, come on out, let's go, come on out of the, come on out of the let's locker go. room, let's go, the game's over, let's go." It's like six of them. Standing there in the hallway, and they're all looking right into the Nuggets. Hey, should have came room. out of the locker they room. They know. They know. Don't mess with Serbians. Well, a Twitter war between the two brothers. Oh and yeah, everything. you got Marcus chiming saying, in. You got somebody. Sho- somebody shoves you like that. Get up and go after them. <laughs> I, I mean, get up. I enjoyed. Seeing oh, me too. I enjoyed Marquise it too. Morris. Absolutely. It just I, I. And not. I mean, we Mitch has a place in our hearts now because. You know, he's part of the Burns and Gambo fabric. He's part of our show. It's not because of you or the Nuggets or anything like that, man. I just, I, I like watching the, the No, I know. Morris I know brothers. the history of I the do. Morris twins here in the yeah. Valley, and yeah. it wasn't a fun history. Yeah, I can't stand either one of them. It's good Two stuff. Two fake tough guys. Really good stuff. Uh, speaking of the NBA, that is what we are starting our show with today here on the Burns and Gambo show. Burns and Gambo, the way in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Fox will inbound. Buddy Heald gets the ball, tries the three, and can't get it. That will do it. The final score, Suns 109, Kings 104. Suns win, and number five is alive. That is the win streak. It goes to five, although it looked like it was going to be an easy one tonight, and they had to fight off a late push of the Sacramento Kings. Our buddy John Bloom with he the does call. such a great job. He does, doesn't he? He is so good, He's John Bloom. natural at that. He, he, he is a pleasure to listen to. He does a fantastic job. Monty Williams called it funky, and it was. It was a very funky game last night the Suns played. But at the end of the day, they're 6-3 and three on the season. They've won five straight. They beat the Kings 109-104. But it was a funky, funky game 
for the Suns. I almost don't even know what to, to think about the game, right? I mean, you know, you watch the game and you're like, you know, after the third quarter, you're like, oh man, the Suns, man, the Suns look great. Oh, this is unbelievable. They were kicking a crap, a 14 nothing run to start the quarter. They're burying them. It's buried. It's over. Fourth quarter, Booker's on the bench. Paul's on, on, everybody's on the bench. I mean, everybody's on the bench. All the, uh, the second unit is in. And then they can't hit a shot. Yeah. They can't. They hit four shots the entire fourth quarter. The Suns made four baskets the entire fourth quarter. To the point where Monty had to bring the starters back in with just under five minutes to go because the lead was just disappearing right before our very eyes. The lead was disappearing. So he had to bring the starters back in. You know how many baskets the starters made in the five minutes they were on the court? One. They made one basket. The Sun starters came back in, and they were on the court for almost five minutes. They made one basket, a JaVel McGee basket on an alley-oop from Chris Paul with two minutes and 17 seconds left. That's the only basket the starters gave them when they came back in. Yeah, it was very much a theme from last year. I remember the Suns of last year doing this quite a bit where inferior teams like that, that they were blowing out, should be blowing out. And before you know it, you're in the final minute and it's a game and and it's every single possession matters. Booker, I, I thought, really lent some interesting comments about having to come back when they thought that game was over last night. I mean, it's a rare situation. It doesn't happen that often, but it's tough. Um, You're sitting over there. I always have the utmost respect for, you know, bench players that come in after, you know, a first quarter, get in their first opportunity and, you know, the second half and been sitting over there for an hour or so. But, you know, it's something definitely starters aren't used to. Um, But it's it's a talent. It's a skill to be able to just go straight cold from the bench to, to being locked in on the court. Is it more of a mental thing or a physical or both? Like what, you, what is? I'll it? say more physical. You know, your your body, you kind of, you know, honestly, I, 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 we shut down. You know, we we thought it was over with, and you know, getting thrown back in there with four minutes left when other team has a lot of momentum. You know, it's a. Tough closeout. Very so, candid admission from Booker last night, right? So glad to hear him say that. We shut down. Yep. We shut. The Suns were up by 24 points. Yeah. They were up by 22 to start the fourth quarter. 22 we're to done. start the Because they buried him in the third quarter. Yeah. They buried him. Sacramento Kings scored 12 points in the third quarter. You get you go to the bench, and all of a sudden, like, you got to come back into the game with five minutes left. And like Book said, like, we checked out. Like, we're done. Like, you, you know, Book had the sweatshirt on. You're cooling down. We were talking you're... about that before the show. They yeah. showed us a shot of Booker sitting over the bench. And he was done. He was done. He was laughing, joking, having done. a good time. And then I, I can remember, I can still picture it in my head, when Monty Williams decided to put his starters back in, Book sprinted from the bench to the check-in table. I mean, like, he was booking it, literally. And they were up 13 when those guys came back. Yeah. When Monty went, to the, went to back to the starters... They, there was just, just under five minutes left in the game, and the Suns were up by 13 points. And he put those guys back into the game. And the Sacramento Kings had the ball down three with seven seconds left in the game. After Booker missed two free throws, Sacramento's got the ball down three, but they blew the inbounds pass. You know, they blew, they, they turned over the ball on the inbounds pass. I mean, it could have been another one of those, you know, I mean, maybe Harrison Barnes hits a three and forces overtime sure. or something, but it was, yeah. So even when the starters came back, the lead was still, the lead was still big. They had a big lead. It was 105 to 92, 13 point lead when the starters came back and that got down to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They went on, they went on a big run there. And I mean, the two key plays down the stretch. The turnover off the inbounds play that you mentioned that ultimately Chris Paul then got fouled and he hit the free throws and the game was over. But to me, the key play 
was the reversal. Devin Booker originally called for the block in the end one, and instead they revert. Thank goodness they reversed it to a charge. If they hadn't, we might be talking about Suns. And look, this is the, at least by my measure, this is the second time we've had this conversation so far this year. The first time was the Pelicans game exactly a week ago, where, man, you were down 20 at home to the Zion Williamson less. Brandon Ingram less New Orleans Pelicans, and the, you come in the next day and you're like, okay, do we celebrate the fact that the Suns won that game, or do we get upset because they were down 20 at home to a team they never should have been down 22? And you kind of feel the same way about this game. It's like, man, I, I want to celebrate that they won. I want to celebrate that for three quarters, especially in that third, they were kicking Sacramento's behind. Oh, such a great quarter. But I want to be, it's like, man, you they were this close to blowing it this all. Close. Absolutely. this. And so but they've won five in a row. I know. They've won five in a row. Now, we went through, like, who did they play? They haven't played anybody. Atlanta's the most impressive win And they're not the good streak. this and year. They're, 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 the not, they're not good. Yeah, they're off the I mean, you beat start. the Pelicans. You beat the Kings. You, you, uh, you had bad teams. You beat the uh, Rockets. So they haven't beat, but they've won five in a row. you got to beat the bad teams in this league. Now, then it's still not where they need to be. Okay? Still, you want to bury a team like that. You know, you want to be able to rest in that four. You want your start. You got all these games you're going to play. You talked about it yesterday. All these back to backs you got to play. What'd you say? It was three or four back to backs coming. Four back to backs in the next month. Yeah. You you want to be able to sit those guys oh, in the fourth absolutely. quarter and not play. The fact that they had to get back up again and play it's, that was ridiculous. While the Cardinals are dealing with their own quarterback issues, it's nowhere near as bad as what's going on in Carolina. Do we know who their starter is going to be this week? We'll tell you next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Play a soundbite. This is Matt Rule. He's the coach of the Carolina Panthers after the Panthers lost to the Patriots on Sunday. And Sam Darnold stunk up the joint. Was, uh, he was going to have to play his way out of it. You know, I just thought uh, you know, the, the, the shame of uh, two of the interceptions were, you know, the second one, I, th- I don't know that that was necessarily on him. I mean, you know, I mean, he's throwing the ball. Lyman jumps up, intercepts it. It is what it is. But uh, the first one and the third one, the shame of it was, was down inside the 30-yard line. We're about to get points and keep that a close game. So uh, he was moving, moving the offense, made those two plays. Um, like anyone else, like, you know, figuring what to do and, and just thought, you know what, when we got the ball back, there were seven minutes left. Just wanted to see him take us down at the end and uh, put us in the end zone. So um, wanted to, you know, I, I pulled him two weeks ago. Uh, he played a really good game last week. I wanted to give him a chance to play his way out of it and, um, uh, you know, try to get us in, at, least, at least in the end zone at the end. So just seemed like the right thing to do to me. He went for an MRI in his shoulder. We haven't heard from the Panthers whether he or P.J. Walker are going to be the starting quarterbacks. It doesn't matter. Probably doesn't. <laughs> uh, the Panthers are a giant, giant mess right well, now. When you suck, you suck. Yeah. I mean, that's just. I mean, it's, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you can't turn chicken scratch into. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's go, he's a garbage quarterback, and they gave up what a second and a fourth and a sixth, and, and they picked up his fifth year option with nineteen million dollars. Oh my. God, they got to pay I mean, that guy nineteen million dollars next year to be their backup quarterback. Adding injury to insult. Uh, I mean, now you're paying him nineteen million dollars next year. What to be your backup? I don't know what made them think that he was going to be any good. Like, what made them think that Sam Donald could be a good quarterback? He stinks. He was terrible in New York because he's young. You know why? He's, oh, we'll give him a shot. He's young. He's young. Nah, he's no good because he made the he's, escape from New York. He's you no know? good. It was it was that. Hey, maybe he with the Jets. Yeah. He was, and and I I can appreciate them taking a shot on him like that, but picking up the nineteen million dollar contract for next year. That's where it's like, oh, you're stuck with him now, right. and he's going to be making so much money. He went for an MRI in his shoulder yesterday. Haven't heard the results of that yet. Matt Rule has said he wants to wait until he gets the results of that before he makes any kind of decision as to who he's going to start. Darnold yesterday said, as far as I know, I'm the starter. Yeah, I mean, I can't turn the ball over. You know, that's that's one thing that, you know, 
any coach would tell you. Um, you know, I got to stop turning the ball over, and um, you know, as far as I know, I'm the starting quarterback. So, you know, I'm gonna um, continue to, you know, play and continue to, you know, give it my all for this team. His numbers against Bill Belichick defense teams are just unbelievably awful. <laughs> they're, they're really bad. It yeah. is amazing how bad he has been against. He had three interceptions against the Patriots. They lost twenty-one to six, and now, you know, everybody's talking about you know making the change to PJ Walker and and going with him. And, and you know, I don't. I mean, you got to do it. I mean, I don't. They're, they're four and five. They're they're going to lose to the Cardinals. They are. They're going to lose to the Cardinals. You got Robbie Anderson blowing up on him, right? Robbie Anderson blew up on us on the sideline. Yes, he did. Yes, he I think did. Robbie Anderson had like one catch for like two yards. Donald doesn't know what he's doing with the ball. Listen, he's he, there are certain guys that you know you, you you just know, like you know, he is not. He had three consecutive three hundred yard passing games earlier this season. And that, but that's not who he is. Since then, last five games, Sam Darnold, 177 yards, 207 yards, 112 yards, 129 yards, and 172 yards. He's had five games, four of those five games, under 200 yards. Under 177 and under in four of those games. He's no good. Yeah. No, and I think there was some hope that with them getting Christian McCaffrey back, as he did last week, that maybe that would take some of the pressure off of him. But McCaffrey only played about half the game. They're kind of easing him back in, and they want to make sure they're careful with him. And he was a mess. He, three interceptions. He leads the league. Now he's tied with Joe Burrow for the league lead in interceptions with 11. He's missing open guys. He's I, I wasn't even aware of this complaint because I'm not watching a ton of Panther football. Too many passes are being batted down at the line of scrimmage against Arnold, which was a problem even going back to his Jets days. And so now at this point, I, I think a quarterback change is inevitable for Carolina. P.J. Walker, you mentioned him. Now, not that he is a protector of the football he threw a couple of interceptions against the the lions last year nearly the same thing and was nearly picked off in atlanta last weekend when he came in relief for sam darnold so it's not like he's some great protector of the football but at this point darnold's confidence would appear to be shot and i think and this is just a guess here i think they're going to use whatever the mri tells them about his shoulder as an excuse not to play him you know rather than just bench him and shatter the kid's confidence. My guess is, though, well, the MRI, we saw some stuff on there we didn't like, so we're going to give him a break to let that cool off when, in fact, it is reality more of a mental break for him because right now he is underwater with this team. It is fascinating that they are going to have to pay this guy $18 million next year. I mean, there are a couple examples like that. when You've got it because you're stuck with somebody and pick up that. they got to pay that guy $18 million He's not going to be their starting quarterback next year. Yeah. It's going to be an eighteen million dollar backup in the NFL. They got up to that three and start, the Panthers did. And and I remember that there were a whole bunch of teams back then. I think the Broncos were one of them. The Raiders were one of them, yes. if I remember right. Yeah. And the Cardinals and the Rams. If I remember, those were the five teams that started three and and it was like, Are they for real? Are they for real? Are they for real? Since that three and start, Sam Darnold has Four touchdown passes, two rushing touchdowns, ten interceptions. He hasn't thrown or rushed for a touchdown in three straight games, and maybe the most damning number of them all, Carolina has one touchdown in its last 36 possessions. Oh, my God. One. One. Yeah. 
Wow. And so from a Cardinals perspective, bring back Cam Newton, man. <laughs> man, Cam never looked so good. Cam I, never looked this Cam Cam's never looked this good. All it takes is a garbage quarterback like that to make Sam Donald look like I mean uh, to make Cam Newton look like he's the best quarterback ever. Look, Carolina's got a good defense and they've got the former Cardinal Hassan Reddick. He's on a bargain contract for yes. them. He's that dude's going to get paid. This offseason because he's proving it again. Brian Burns, assuming he's healthy, he's a monster. He can get after two. I'm not saying this is one of those games for the Cardinals where they can just roll the ball out there and expect to win by two touchdowns. But I will tell you, man, if you've got any fears whatsoever that Kyler Murray's not completely ready or DeAndre Hopkins isn't completely ready, you're at home against the Carolina Panthers team that's taking on water rapidly. I would feel like this is another one of those weeks where you can afford to take your time if you're the Cardinals and bringing guys back, right, where you can sure. be very, very cautious about Kyler and Hop and some of your others, knowing that. And So Luke, you're totally disrespecting the Carolina Panthers as a team that has any chance to beat you. Didn't you hear my precursor before all that, where you, where you, when I said, no, you know, when you all due respect, all due respect blah, 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 it doesn't mean blah, anything. Right? <laughs> it's just a lie. Am you're I, just lying. Am I wrong? To no, I would, I would, I would do that if I had a guy that listen. But yes, all, I am totally disrespecting with, the Carolina. Listen, Panthers. I mean, I listen, you you could win this game with Chris Strebler as your quarterback. Oh, you, oh, you could wow. win. And I thought I was disrespecting them. You could win this game if Christian Kirk was your quarterback. Man, you, you just probably more even with need, Kirk than with Strebler. I, I probably, yeah. You just went Nikola Jokic on this oh. man. You just you slammed my slam of the Panthers into the ground. Goodness. The, yeah, the Panthers have no chance. Like, I mean, just as long as the Cardinals respect the game and go out there and play well, this is a bad, it's a bad football team. Uh, 65 penalties tied for the most in the league with the Texans. Uh, they were penalized 10 times against the Patriots. They do have Zane Gonzalez, former Cardinals kicker. Oh, that's he, good. That's, he, that's, he's, 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 made tw- he's made 12 straight field goals. No he's way. 15 to 17 on the, fi- on the season. Yeah, no a, way. He had a career-long 57-yarder a couple of weeks ago. Man, it's nice to play for a team that's not expected to do anything, right? When you got no pressure to make the playoffs or go anywhere. Like, you're on a bad team and it doesn't matter. Like, it no, it really does. It means uh, yeah, the difference between playing on a team where every kick counts to try to make the playoffs and playing on a team that's terrible is that that's what it is right there. I remember, you'll remember this too, the Diamondbacks' first season. And Greg Olson was their closer, right? And and they were pressure free. They were awful. They were terrible. And he had like thirty. I'd have to go back and look for sure. They're like thirty one, thirty two saves. And so the next year, everybody thought that the closer problem. Hey, you're good, Greg Olson. He he, he pitched really well last year. As soon as you start coming into those games where it matters, you oh, yeah. find out real quick whether you've got a closer or not. Right? Mm-hmm. And kickers exactly the same way. You're on a bad team. Yeah, kick yourself all day. Right? You're just oh, from fifty seven, I'm good, and fifteen of my last seventeen, I'm getting. But on a team with expectations, where hey man, we're not going to go to the playoffs unless you make this kick against the New England Patriots. That's when you find out whether a dude can kick or not. You know, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to speak ill of Zane. He was a good Sun Devil, and he will miss a, a kick against the Cardinals this week. Calling your shot. Yeah. If I had one of those accounts, I'd actually bet it if you could. <laughs> you want me to, I I know a guy who knows a guy. Uh, throw down ten I bucks can, for me. He I will can. miss a he will miss a field goal. Rumor has it I might have one of those accounts. If you'd like me to if you'd like Ooh, me. Ooh, nice. Oh, it's how many of those free accounts did you sign up for? One. Just one? Just the one. Just the one. I haven't made a bet on it in weeks. I know people that have signed up for like all of them. <gasps> yeah. You can get like five, you can make like thousands of dollars. Like, I know, you know? I know people who are listening to this show right now. You know who you are. Yeah, I'm talking to you. There are people I know who are listening to this show right now who have created multiple accounts. 
and are betting on all of them frequently. <laughs> yes, yes. You, I'm talking to you. You right there. Bet $5. If you win, you get 200 Yeah. <laughs> you could at least look at me when you're talking to me. It's, it oh. wasn't you. It wasn't, Mitch, it wasn't you, although I, I didn't know you were in the same boat. I'm talking about a couple of one I'm bet. four apps going on five, Burns. Yeah, i got to slow down. A couple of very close friends of mine who uh, they both listen to the show on a regular basis. I might get a text from them any minute. Uh, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, ASU. Man, they needed that against USC on Saturday. Can they carry that momentum onto the road with them against Washington? We'll talk about that coming up. Burns and Gambo. The Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Mitch is here with us with today's Twitter poll question of the day. Hi, Mitch. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good. Thank you very much. What do you got for us today? Suns, right? Yeah, something Suns, because we're feeling good about this five-game winning streak that they're on after what was a kind of slow start to the year for them. So we're asking you guys, with this current five-game stretch, how do you feel about their recent play? Four options. The Suns are back! I was never worried. It's still early to say, or you can't say, because other than the Hawks, the opponents have been kind of lackluster yeah the last one opponents have been lackluster they haven't, really, haven't played a good team they really beat anyone special atlanta i think will be good when it's all said and done but they're not right now um i was i was never worried i really wasn't i i, I wasn't worried i'm going with that option wasn't worried about it okay yeah the what results are in there all of them are in well well uh, 301 all, of them are in. All the okay. precincts are reporting. Okay. We're, we're ready to project the winner. Yeah, here on the we'll, Burns and we'll have full show. projections again at 4.30. Uh-huh, so yeah. con- continue listening to continued coverage of the Burns and Gambo Twitter poll uh, of our, the day. Our political operatives will be joining us at 4.30 <laughs> to project the winner. Yeah, 41.2% has the lead, and they're going with it's still early to say. Okay. Following close behind it at 37.2% is I was never worried. The Suns are back, got 13% of the vote. And then Gambo, you have the minority in this one. Eight point six percent say that they cannot say because the opponents have just been too poor. Hmm, that's the minority, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. See if you can change that. Throw I'll a retweet the, on that. I'll lead the minority. <laughs> you, you do that. I'll you, do that. You lead the minority report. I will. Gambo, you do that. Uh, all right. That's our poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. Uh, Sons are off tonight after beating the Sacramento Kings last night. Kick off. The football intercepted. DeAndre Pierce picks off Jackson Dart's pass, and that will do it to it, Pruitt. And the Sun Devils bounce back from two disheartening losses in succession, and they're going to get a win over the USC Trojans on their home field. It'll be the first time since 2013 that Arizona State will beat USC here at Sun Devil Stadium. If only you could have been a fly on the wall in the studio when Tim Healy said, do it, to it, Pruitt, and Gambo and I just looked at each other like, I, The only Pruitts I know, I played, I played uh, in, in Giant Stadium. I played in a, a flag football championship against the Pruitt brothers, Greg Pruitt really? and Mike Pruitt. Okay. If you remember them, they were on the Browns. Uh, they played for the Browns. It's only I, Pruitts I know. Greg Pruitt and Mike Pruitt. I don't know any Pruitts, but we, we did give each other a do-it-to-it-Pruitt yeah. look. And regardless, ASU, they needed that one badly. Uh, they were at home against USC. Rashad White, thank you very much. 
Uh, USC, thank you very much for being so undecided on your quarterback the whole game, just flip-flopping, switching back and forth all night long. Uh, thank you to the Fox who appeared on the field in the first quarter of that game. That was game. crazy. That was pretty crazy. He was running up the stairs and, and, threw, but, and running through people. And But at the end of the day, ASU ended that losing streak, and they did it thanks to the return of Rashad White, who was dominant in that there's game. There's no doubt. He was great. I mean, at a Korea, a Korea night, 28 rushes, 202 yards three touchdowns. He averaged 7.2 yards per carry. The most yards by an ASU running back since, you know, Benjamin, who was a guest on our show yesterday when he had 312 versus Oregon State back in 2018. Look, they won this game despite another lackluster performance by Jaden Daniels. I mean, Jaden Daniels threw a couple more picks. It's crazy when you think about it. I mean, they played nine games. Jaden Daniels has seven touchdown passes and seven interceptions. Now, he did some nice, he did some nice things with his legs, you know, he ran for 50 yards to help that ground attack. That ground attack was great. But they had three turnovers overall. Train him out of fumble. That put him on the bench. Um, and they, you know, they won that game. A lot, of re- a lot of reasons they won that game because USC just doesn't know what the hell they're doing with their quarterback play. Yeah. They keep switching back and forth to those two guys, Dart and Slovis, and it's not working for them. No. Uh, Herm Edwards, when he was on Bickley Murata, talking about fighting through the poor play. Well, I think the pulse of the football team is this. Um, we hit some spots of adversity, and we didn't handle them very well in games. Uh, I, I, I said this. We've had uh, six bad quarters. And, in, in, you know, we had some, some stuff hit us in this game. But uh, to their credit, uh, they fought through it. Uh, you know, the turnovers, uh, things of that nature. But we continued to fight through it. I think one thing's real clear. You mentioned Jaden Daniels. I think at the beginning of the season, there was probably a mostly baseless fear, but probably a fear that Jaden Daniels might have such a good year that he would leave after this season. I don't think that's a worry right now for ASU fans at all. I mean, not knowing what the program's going to look like when he comes back, the state of it with the coaching, et cetera, et cetera. But Jaden Daniels has had a very uneven season, and he doesn't, he looks like he's regressed, to be honest with you. Kind of gone back, even since the start of the season, it looks like he's gone backwards these last few games. Yeah. He looks very yeah. uncomfortable out there. Like he's just. I don't know if it's not trusting his receivers. I don't know if it's not trusting his – I don't know what it is. He does not look comfortable on the field to me. I thought there was a chance that he could end up being one of the really the, – one of the better ASU quarterbacks. He's not. Hasn't happened yet. Manny Wilkins was better, and Rudy Carpenter was better, and Andrew Walter was better, and you know all the quarterbacks from the past when you start to go to 70s and 80s, you know, and 90s with Jake – I don't think that Jaden Daniels is one of the better quarterbacks in ASU. I thought there was a chance he could be, but when I watch him play him, he's 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 an average quarterback. That's all he is to me. He's a very average quarterback. So ASU now hoping that their run game travels well. Now they've got Rashad White back. There's like a 50% chance of rain when they go to Seattle this week to take on the University of Washington. They're going to be without their head coach. He has been suspended a week for striking a player. Uh, during the game against Oregon. They're going to be without their offensive coordinator. He was fired this week because the offense was awful against Oregon, but it sounds like it's going to be a wet, cold, kind of sloppy track. Mm, And I know Herm is hoping that uh, Rashad White being back gives them a little bit of a better chance. It makes a difference. There's no doubt when you want to run the ball. You know, we ran it, uh, what, uh, 40, 42 times. Mm -hmm. We rushed the ball for uh, 282 yards. So it was a group effort, but but he was – 
he was the main guy and can't say enough about the offensive line, how they block. And, of course, Utah is in complete command when it comes to the Pac-12 yes. South. I mean, absolutely 100% in the driver's seat. Their next game is against U of A. Congratulations to U of A for getting their first win of the season. All it took was the Cal not being able to field a football team. But Utah should be able to move to 6-1 oh. and one in conference play they, when they play U of A. You, yeah, they, they, people thought Stanford could beat Utah. People thought that Stanford was going to win. Could win that game. Yeah, Utah demolished fifty two to seven on a Friday night. They demolished won that them. game. Yeah, Tavion Thomas had four touchdowns in the first half, um, and they just they crew. So they're five and one in the Pac twelve, six and three overall, five and one. Um, and again with the tiebreak over ASU too. So ASU is playing for what the Alamo Bowl or the Holiday Bowl now. You know, you, if you salvage one of those bowl games, some people, some might say, okay, that's not too bad. You salvaged the season. You ended up with a decent record. You went to, but to me, anything less than winning the Pac-12 South and playing for the chance to to win the Pac-12 is not good enough. That's me, and I'm going to say it now. And I don't care. I don't know what bowl game they're going to go to. I don't know if they run the tables or not. But this was a chance to have a special with that running attack. And that and Kerm's talking about the six quarters. Yeah, they count. You lost two games because of it. Yeah. So that it, it it did you in. Uh here's where else is starting to become a concern for ASU. Defensive lineman commit sincere oh. Massey, and I hope I'm saying his name right. Yeah. Looks like I am. Sincere Massey tweeted out, just talked it over with my parents and twin sister, and I am decommitting from Arizona State University and opening my recruitment back up. Hashtag respect my decision. Uh, we looked him up before the show. Three-star recruit uh, out of Florida, I believe. And I'm just I'm going to read to you what was written about ASU's recruiting a week ago, week and a half before ago, before he decommitted. Before he decommitted. Okay. 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 Um, and this was from the athletic website. Um, with the early signing period getting closer, Arizona State has five public commitments, tied with Kansas for the fewest among Power Five schools. Per the 24-7 sports composite rankings, the Sun Devils class ranks 12th in the Pac-12, 92nd nationally. Rankings mean little at this point, but it's clear Herm Edwards and his staff have a lot of ground to make up. When they wrote, and now I'm, this is me, not what I'm reading, when they wrote that Arizona State had five public commitments, one of them was Sincere Massey, the defensive Ooh. lineman. And I'm sorry, he was out of Texas, not Florida. Sincere Massey, defensive lineman, was one of the five. So now... My math, five, months, four, four public this is, commitments. This is why, like, this investigation taking so long is, is just, it's a death sentence for ASU. Okay, it's just this investigation. You want this thing to get, be up front, admit what you did wrong, get the, get it out of the way. Just get it out of the way so you could go back to recruiting and figuring out what you're going to do. Is the coach going to be here or not? There's not one kid going to ASU that knows if Herm Edwards is going to be their coach next year. That knows if Antonio Pierce is going to be the defensive coordinator and the head coach. You just don't know. Right. The uncertainty is killing him. I'd rather ASU just say, here's everything. Okay, let's do an investigation. I want it over in two weeks. We'll give you full access. Let's get this thing done in two weeks so that way we can get on with our lives. Because the longer this thing plays out, the, um, the, the, more, the more the uncertainty plays a role in these kids deciding whether they want to play here no or not. question about it. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show on this Tuesday, by the numbers... This might be the best defense that not only the Cardinals have put on the field, it might be the best defense in the league. That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Uh, 
that, that's what we expected, man. We expected. They got some great players over there. They got a good offensive line. But uh, we expected to come out here and stop this run, man, and be nasty. That's the type of defense we are. That's how we are in practice every day. That's how we are in the meeting rooms, getting getting our assignment done and, and uh, overstudying, knowing that we're doing our job the right way. So that's the type of stuff we expect. We expect to come out there and we work hard and we expect to get great results. Marcus Golden on the postgame I, I lo- I interview. Just, I love that guy. You too, don't you? I do. I just, I'm such a fan of his. He's such a he's a good person. He's a good player. He's a Liza. He's he is the he is as blue collar lunch pail guy as they have on that entire team. Yeah, he uh, is. The, if you needed a poster guy for the working class man, I'm going with Marcus Golden. Man, you give him a lunch box and a bologna a, a bologna sandwich, and and I could buy that. I could buy. I could buy that. Oh my god! What? I'm trying to think. The last time I had a bologna sandwich, can't think of it. I. Think it bologna and cheese. Oh my! You haven't had a bologna sandwich in a while. Uh, you need to go get yourself some bologna. Decades, mm. decades since wow. I've had a bologna sandwich. Wow, decades, <laughs> decades, easily. De- what was the last time you had a bologna sandwich? I mean, I try to have one or two every year. Really? Yeah. Which it's, is, it's, and I, and I, I it's actually, like a mission for you. It's part you know, of your religion or things, something. There's a couple of things that I like that every once in a while I will I will dive into. Liverwurst. I love liverwurst. Fascinating. Okay. okay. I love liverwurst. I like bologna. Okay. Okay. And All I right. like spam. So I'll every once or twice a year I'll get myself some spam. My wife will say I'm disgusting, and I will make it. I will make a spam sandwich or spam and eggs or something because it's just so once or twice a year. Those are things that I just absolutely have. Wow! So you just you just every now and then you get a hankering for some just really processed meat. Just strolls over to the canned meat section when (laughs) he goes shopping every now and then. That's right. I mean, I've never understood why people don't like spam. Spam is delicious. I think for a lot of people, it's just off putting having their meat straight out of a can. I know, but like you know. Certain I know the t- whole certain times in my life when I was younger, you know, it's just there. It was cheap. I oh, know that sh- it's popular in Hawaii. They love to mix spam in a lot of different sure, dishes, sure, yeah, but yeah. no, it just Everyone's, doesn't hit the same. Hey, here. and every once in a while, a little olive loaf. <laughs> yeah, you ever have an olive loaf? No. Oh my god, it's great. Like it's like I think Wait, it's like bologna it, with olives in it. It's basically bologna with olives Green that olives. have been like surgically implanted yes, into the bologna. An olive loaf. So it's, it's been fantastic. processed not just once, but like three times over now when exactly. you're eating the bologna with the olive. Yeah, no, I in decades. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah mm. sorry. I, I'm, I'm, man, man. I'm That's your poll question. If you had to eat one of these, what would you eat? Olive loaf, spam, bologna, or liverwurst? Bologna. Is there another option? <laughs> oh, liverwurst with pickles and mayo and American cheese on toast? Oh, we're, to we're, die for. We're out of control. I don't know how we got on this topic. I apologize I don't know. for That's your Gambo fault. running through. Yeah, I know. I'm the driver. It's always my fault. <laughs> so there's one thing I've learned in 10 years of working with you. Even when it's not my fault, it's my fault because I'm the driver. Uh, back to your guy, Marcus Golden. I, love uh, him. I saw this tweet today since he's a lunch pail I guy love him, a lunch pail. eating his bologna sandwich. Um, Joe, F- Kyle, our buddy Kyle Odegaard retweeted this today. Uh, a, a, a sports writer who works for one of the gambling sites, I think, or, or for one of the casinos, uh, tweeted out, is there a better non-rookie quarterback contract in the NFL than Marcus Golden? Two years, $5 million. So far in 2021, he has nine sacks, 31 total pressures for the Cardinals. Wow. Is there a better non-rookie quarterback contract in the NFL? So, 
Okay, you, you got a Kyler Murray. He's on a rookie contract. Ben, he might be the MVP of the league. That's a great contract, okay, right? Okay, non-rookie contract. Non-rookie quarterback contract. Is there a better contract in the NFL than Mark? I'd really James Conner? He's been pretty good, too. The Cardinals have James a couple Conner. of them. Yeah, Cardinals have a couple yeah, of Steve them. Yeah, uh, Steve Kime is should be the executive of the year with the way he put this roster together. Should I be. mean, it's just no doubt in my mind that he has done – nobody's done a better job of putting a team together than Steve Kime. Uh, this defense right now is absolutely balling for the Arizona Cardinals uh, to the point where some of the numbers, some of the superlatives, it just has you wondering. And, and this was – uh, speaking of tweets, this was another one yesterday from Joe Banner, former NFL executive – who tweeted out, I wish I understood what happened to Vance Joseph as a head coach. Everything about him says that he should be a head coach. Yes. But it didn't work. If I was looking, he would be on my list to better understand what happened. You know, why Why? Why is this guy not a head coach? Because this guy should be a head coach. Uh, fired after two seasons. He didn't, get a lot, he didn't get a lot of opportunity. Yeah. I mean, we live in a world right now where you don't get, you don't get a lot of opportunities. I mean... He got fired after two years. He probably needed more time. He won 11 games, and he lost 21. So, I mean, you know, so two years, 11 and 21, he didn't get enough. There's been, you could go look at Bill Walsh and a lot of the great coaches in the past. If you would have fired guys after two years, a lot of the great coaches in the history of the NFL would have never won all the Super Bowls and done the thing that they did because they only got two years. Here's how good this Cardinals defense has been, and here's how good Vance Joseph has made this Arizona Cardinals defense. Laid on me. In the NFL this season, there have been eight games in which a team has had five or more sacks and three or more takeaways. Ooh. The Cardinals are responsible for three of the eight. Three out of the eight. The rest of five, the league. That's five can, sacks and three takeaways. Five or more sacks, three or more takeaways. Cardinals have done that three times this year. All the other NFL teams combined have done it five times. The last NFL team to have more than three such games in a season, the 2006 Baltimore Ravens, they did it four times. You got to go back 15 years. You got to go back 15 years. Ooh. Yeah, you got to go back 15 years. And, and I mean, there's more. Uh, the Cardinals themselves tweeted it out this morning. They've allowed only 140 offensive points when you take out like the pick sixes and all that stuff. 25 sacks, 10 fumble recoveries. 55 quarterback hits, 38 tackles for loss. And guys wanted Vance fired after the first year. We laughed at that. Me and you both did. It was crazy how many people wanted Vance Joseph fired after the first year. Got to give it time. He's got to get his players in. You got to get the system in. You got to give. You got to give Steve Kime time to get the right guys in for your system. You got to give guys the opportunity to learn the system, and you got to get the right players too. I mean, you got to get the. It's so important to have the right players, and they, you know, over three years they have found the right mix of players, both young and you got players that you drafted, like Byron Murphy and Buda Baker. You got players that you signed as free agents. When you take a look at like a Marcus Golden. Um, even a Jordan Hicks, you've got draft picks like Isaiah Simmons and Marco Wilson and you know and Zayvon Collins. I mean, it's a it's an it's a nice mix of players. Now, I think part of it too was you had to get rid of Patrick Peterson. You had to get rid of Patrick Peterson. I think that was a big. I think that was a big thing. First of all, Patrick Peter and nobody will ever say this. He was a terrible locker room guy. Okay, there's a lot of guys in that locker room didn't respect Patrick Peterson, didn't like Patrick Peterson. Okay, he was very much a me-me guy, so getting rid of him really helped, too, because they were able to move on. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, Suns, five-game win streak. They're getting a lot of help from their key role players. One of them is Frank the Tank. Frank Kaminsky joins us next on the Burns and Gambo Show.